Now then, remember us? Yep, just as you thought we'd disappeared into the other like Chris Black, we've returned from the podcast wilderness to give you episode 13 of Podulistan. Uh, in case you've forgotten, my name is Glenn Wilson and I'm still editor of the two-time FSF award-winning Podulistan fanzine. And joining me for this recording in a secret London location are two of Populistan's regular contributors. First up, rising from his deathbed especially for this recording, it's editor of London Economic, Jack P. <coughs> Thanks, Jack. Uh, and also with us is freelance writer and part-time lecturer, James McMahon. Uh, I, I was hoping you were going to do the lecture bit. As of today? No, I did it yesterday. Oh, as of yesterday? Yeah. Hasty view, right? That's how, that's how on the pulse you are with I know. scripts. I mean, it won't be on the pulse by the time it goes out, but now, in future, I'll try and predict what you're going to do in four se- days' time. Seasoned lecturer. Se- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two-time two lecturer. Line <laughs> um, So now you know who you're going to be stuck listening to for the next 40 minutes or so. How about what we're going to be banging on about? Well, as with the only other episode we managed to produce this season, we're going to be sticking to a single topic. And as Rovers gear up for their first fifth-round tie in over 60 years, it could only really be one thing. Um, yeah, just before we went on air, we all went down to the potential supermarket to stock up on potential bananas, ready to use their potential banana skins, before rushing back up here to open up a window and hastily toss a big stack of form books towards the street below, because it's the bloody FA Cup. I love the FA Cup, I've made no secret of that, in the fanzine, in, on Twitter, in the street, just when anyone happens to cross my path, generally I make no secret of that. And I think that goes all the way back to, to childhood, and it being something to watch there. So I thought I'd start by sort of seeing what your respective earliest memories of the FA Cup are. And um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the first final you remember, or what's the first, like, like not necessarily Rovers related, because as we know, and as we'll come on to, Rovers are generally awful in the FA Cup, but like the first, what's your earliest like, FA Cup memory? Who should go first? Whoever's got one would be a good starting point. Well, the first FA Cup final I remember was Liverpool in London. 88. 88. I always get a little bit confused about this because the first football match I remember watching was England-Argentina and World Cup 82. I remember liking it. <laughs> I didn't go and see Rovers until 89 and then Italian 90 was my full-on, like, football is the greatest thing yeah. ever. So 88 is a bit weird because <laughs> I was a bit of an odd kid, a bit of a weird dude. Uh, and I remember what I remember thinking if I watch uh, the AEA FA Cup final, I will have something to talk to the boys at school about. You know, uh, that isn't that odd because I was going to um, say, if I can remember, mine was a similar thing. My first one was like, the first one I thought I remembered was the 19, in terms of the final, was 1990, Man United Crystal Palace. Yeah. But now I think that I've just like, I don't remember it at all. And I've just like, from watching it since, I've convinced myself I remember that. But I do remember wanting Man United to win because in a similar way, I was a very geeky, weird kid at school and this cooler kid supported Man United. So I thought, well, if I want Man United to win, oh. I'm sure then I'll, I'll, I'll cushion off the back of that. But in, in actual reality, I think the first final I remember was actually 1991. It's quite amazing that we've grown up to be such popular dads, <laughs> <laughs> given we were so pathetic as children. I was just, I was just thinking that during the seven days practice when we sat on my own writing this <laughs> podcast, just how how that turned out, panned out for you. I was absolutely uh, bananas on football by 
by United Palace and yeah. then in the previous round United Oldham because they were both replays weren't they so there were loads of games yeah United Oldham was supposed to be a piece wanted to start with I was yeah I was absolutely crackers on football by then and I remember loving those games and to be honest as well always maybe had a slight thing about Crystal Palace because of those games yeah like I was very excited when we drew Palace yeah no but yeah 88 I think was the one although Again, like my memory of it is almost like a match of the day highlights package. Yeah, it's hard to separate that. Isn't it? What's what's the first final year in Jack? Please well, tell me it's before two thousand. Before you. <laughs> well, actually, it well uh, yeah, I think so. No, no, no. <laughs> but not much. <laughs> I, I think it for me is that I, I I tend to remember moments and things yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. the actual games because I was never had a massive vested interest in whoever yeah. was playing and what have you. So I can, you know, vividly remember white suits at Liverpool. I can vividly remember Eric Cantona scoring. Oh, right, so. yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, that incredible half volley. And I couldn't... Um, that was the only good thing in that final. So if you've forgotten the rest of it, it's, it's completely understandable because yeah, there was yeah. nothing else in that game. And I can remember as well, this opens up a bit of a kind of worms, but I can remember how much I loved semi-finals being at Hillsborough and Villa Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that is a separate issue. Massively. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. Semi-finals at random grounds around the country. That, yeah. That would also, like, the other good thing about semi-finals being at those grounds was those grounds had already staged a season's worth of football. Yeah. And were just a mess. Yeah. And they weren't perfect surfaces by any stretch. Yeah. I can remember feeling really buzzed about two teams going to a neutral ground. Yeah. And actually, like, that being a, as... A big thing, you know? Yeah. The other semi final from 90, from the year you mentioned, Liverpool Palace. It was like 4 3, 5 4, can't remember. High scoring, 4 3. Um, that was Villa Park, and that was when Villa Park had like literally no grass on it whatsoever. Baking hot day being yeah. played on like, you know, the sort of pitch that you now wouldn't play Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that it was, from what I vaguely remember from being a kid, although it was already sort of on its way out by then. Or what people have told me. Apart from the fact that going to a football match back then seemed quite dangerous, mm. everything else about football was better. <laughs> I love, I like, I, I think there was like, I think I was watching one of those Sky sort of, let's cobble together a load of old clips that we own, documentaries about Ian Wright, mm. and it had some footage from that game where he's playing for Palace. I mean, just. I mean, just everything about it. Like goalie jerseys, it's full goalie jerseys being ruined. <laughs> you know, they were all individual advertisers, you know, it's all like meat pies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, it's just everything was, everything was better, apart from the fact that you were yeah. in your life by going to football. Yeah. Coming back to you saying about remembering sort of random things rather than matches. So I was trying to think about earliest FA Cup memory. I'm not sure if it is the final. I remember like, Odd bits from the 1990-1991 FA Cup, generally, as I was getting into football. So I remember, like, I remember Leeds and Arsenal playing each other four times because they kept going to replays. It was before penalties, and I remember the two semi-finals. The other things that I realised, like, randomly, because I never had Sky or anything like that growing up. So, like, any football that was on BBC ITV, I absolutely gorged on it and like went looking for it. So. As a result, I've now got very random memories of obscure first and second round games that went to replays and were therefore shown on sports night. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> so I've, I can vividly remember, I can remember Rochdale playing Gretna in 1991-92 for no reason. I think that might have been a Satan Greavesy feature on the fact that Gretna was Scottish, right. which would have inevitably panned back to Greavesy in a daft hat with orange wig bits on the side, mocking in St John. Different time. And the other one I remember is like a Walsall Torquay replay, but Walsall won 8 4 after extra time. And that's just always stuck with me. I can go slightly further than that in that I remember what year was Sunderland Liverpool? 92. So I was on like a scout camp when it was on. And I can't think about Stephen Manaman, who absolutely bossed that game. Uh, without thinking of like the smell of Wellington uh, that had been wet and then they'd be left inside to dry because <laughs> it was some sort of like yeah, like outdoorsy yeah sort thing. of those peak districts or whatever and like when I think about Stephen Lamb I can just like, <laughs> yeah I remember that same final for the benefit of the microphone I'm breathing in <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking thinking wistfully <laughs> um, I remember that same final because we were you just reminded me we were having new windows put in <laughs> just, you know I mean? Which I wouldn't remember if it hadn't been happening during the FA Cup final. I mean, I do think, though, and a lot of this is coloured by the fact that, you know, Rovers have had, for a big uh, swathe of their existence, a very tepid relationship with the FA Cup. Mm. Also, I feel like the FA Cup was just really bad for a while. Like, I can't think of a notable, maybe kind of like, mid to late 90s I can't really think of a memorable FA Cup final I feel like every every mm. final was like Everton or Man United <laughs> one of them was feel like they all feel like they all were and I feel like it, I just feel like they were only ever like one apiece like one mil yeah they were in the 90s I mean United put four past Chelsea didn't they one year but they were either, they were either one-sidedly right. good they were never end to end yeah that. The other thing I remember about it, I was going to say this as well, was like the coverage of like the early rounds. And if a player for a non league team scored a hat trick or scored a couple of goals, they would inevitably be in the newspaper. And it was made, do you remember they always used to make them pose with like two fake pistols to deny? Because they would be, it was just a standard pose. Oh, he's a sharpshooter. Here's some fake guns that our photographer happened to have. I assume that was the reason. No, yeah, well, I never, I, I, don't know I never even questioned it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got some goals, so he's in the paper. You could do that. So, every photographer's walking around at a non league ground on a on a random game. Just oh, no, they wouldn't. This, off, this, would be after, this would be after the game. They'd go around the house. He'd be in his garden holding oh, like, right, guns that, while his wife mean. looked on and flexed, <laughs> or was he occasionally encouraged to hold a scarf off behind him? No, that was part of the kit like on the pitch, though. I think, I'm sure I've seen... Brian, there's a picture, of, there's definitely a Brian Dean picture on the picture at the moment where he's holding a gun or two things. Back, in, back in the day, you could have looked at it and must bring, I've got you've got my lenses, I've got my... <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got my pistols, have you got my... Well, that, nowadays, they've got so much uh, like laptops and stuff, they ain't got room for pistols anymore. That's, oh, the, that's, only reason, that's the only reason it stops. That's when it stops. Yeah. Yeah. You just do it in post, though, you? you? just do it in post. Yeah, yeah, just have it in. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, on a green screen. <laughs> yeah, well, now yeah, you can yeah. have it in anything, you put it in a tank if you want. <laughs> yeah. Industrial sharp shooting. Yeah. First Rovers FA Cup memory. That's exactly where I was going to go. Go for it. Is Huddersfield at home? And I remember... Like a lot of sort of hazy childhood Bellevue memories, 
there's like a degree of like I can't quite separate like what's facts and what's fiction. Well, yeah. I've got facts for you here. So if you'd like you to give your interpretation of it, score. let me tell you. <laughs> it's also my first. Let, let, me t- let me tell you what. Sorry, I, well, you, you can tell yeah. me if I'm right. Yeah, right? go ahead. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things that I'm not sure you can you would be able to quantify, but <laughs> I remember there was a flag on the pop side. I think yeah, I think that would have been the Viva Ro- the big Viva Rovers five days. So I think you might be right. Uh, I remember quite a lot of lads from school went. And they they dropped off going to Robocop soon after. <laughs> I remember was the Rovers goal scored by Gunnar Torfesson? No, he was he was earlier than that. Was he? Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you who scored, but it wouldn't have been him because this was nineteen ninety four. Do you know? No, I don't. I haven't got that. I don't actually know who scored either. And Chris Williams on the way home had a go at some other Phil fan. Because he thought that it was kind of what he did there for all that. And he was just sort of fan whacking around the head with an umbrella. Which is hard to blame him, to be honest. But I remember feeling like Huddersfield were like. I remember thinking it was it was a bigger deal yeah. than it was most sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember that as well, because that's, that's my first Rose FA Cup game. Oh. Um, and although I didn't go regularly to Rose, a few years late, I think I went there to that one with like some lads. I just started playing that under 12s football. And I think some of the lads who played in that went to where he was regularly that time. Oh, um, but yeah, but I think I was feeling it just, it just come down from the second tier or like at the top of the third tier because it was an early bounce. So they wouldn't have been any higher than that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember them packing the away terrace mm-hmm. and making a lot of noise and making it for that. But I remember, I remember it being a big deal that we were playing those fields. We definitely had cup fever. Um, but Rovers did lose convincingly. When Rovers drew in the 80s, QPR, right? Yeah. Did they draw Liverpool? No, they beat, beat QPR and then went to Everton the next round. Because I remember... <laughs> I remember just firing off stats here with his stats sheet. I, I remember <laughs> there was always a degree of a failure to deliver for Rovers in the FA Cup. Where yeah. it was always like, oh, they drew these big teams once. Yeah, that, that QPR one was always held up as like, oh, Rovers, QPR, it was a magical day, because Rovers in the third division, QPR, we were a strong first division team, right? we were one of the better teams yeah, in the yeah. days. But it wasn't until I'd been watching Rovers for about 15 years that I finally tracked down footage of that game. I think you showed me that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, I, I got, someone sent me a video, and I wish I'd dug it out for this, because the, the blurb on the back, Looks like it's been written in English, translated to another language, and translated back into English again. It's it's really oddly written, um, and the, the video quality is poor, as you'd imagine. But it was an official video. But there's no but there's no preamble or anything. It just starts with like the players lined up, ready to go, and you can hear the person filming it, like laughing on the gantry and joining in chants and stuff. Right. And it just cuts off at half time and restarts. Hey, um, what was um, sorry, Jack? We didn't. What was your first? Well. well Two two things of note there um, is that at the start of the eighties it looked like we actually did relatively well where we reached the third round in the eighty eighty one season lost at Hull then the fourth round on the season after that mm-hmm. lost to Norwich um, and then um, a few seasons after that was Evan but mine um, when I first looked at this I thought that is a shamefully recent fixture yeah but actually. Um, I forget how old I am, <laughs> and it was actually 19 years ago, yeah. um, and it was, as I discussed with you actually just now, 
it was Scunthorpe at home, and I thought we won that game three two. Yeah. <laughs> and until today, which is about eighteen years later, I've just found out we lost it three two. Yeah, I felt I felt bad about breaking that to you just before we started this podcast. So they gave you a treasured memory of a bit of a derby victory. It was actually a loss. I'm in a really bitter mood at the moment. I've just found out we lost to Sunderland in the big FA Cup derby, and I can remember the mascots being there. Yeah. I remember that being a lot of fun. I can remember it being a, a really blue sky day, but you've got a that one. It was November. It was, it was November. It was dark by by half time. I know, but I can't, I, was, was it blue sky before that? I don't know. I feel no, like, it was no. It I was feel like it was wet. Oh, we've got a bad. Do you know what? Maybe I wasn't at that game, but uh, I, well, um, I do remember it being a really good game and yeah. incredible atmosphere. Yeah, it was. I mean, because this was this was our fourth season in the conference, so we hadn't had a proper derby in like yeah. four or five yeah. years. I mean, we were clutching us. We were considering Scarborough Derby. That's how desperate yeah. times have become. We were considering a two-hour trip to the seaside at Derby game. But yeah, that game, it was a, it was a big one. It was the first time we played screen in a while. The ground was packed, like you said. Yeah. And um, Peter Beagley was on the wing for Scunthorpe. And he was standing right in front of it. So a lot of times he was standing right in front of the pop side and halfway. Because yeah. Beagley didn't track back. So he'd do well fields. We'd be made halfway with the same as well. And it was when we had a thing on the pop side of, of repeating an opposition player's name in a very low, monotonous way, <laughs> especially if they had two syllables. So it was just long stretches of beagle <laughs> phrases. And also followed by my, what is still my favourite ever heckle from a Rovers crowd, which is just as beagle was standing in front of us. And just after this long beagle finished and it went a bit quiet, Lad at the back of the pop station. Go on, man, do a fucking somersault. <laughs> <laughs> Still my favourite angle for time and quality. Um, but yeah, like like you said, um, and I think you touched on it a minute ago, James. I, I mean, Rovers, if I'm Rovers in the FA Cup is generally we've been awful. And when, and I suggested like a category for this podcast of oh your favourite Rovers FA Cup games, and I sat down to start going around because I bet I've got a few. And beyond the ones we've just talked about, yeah. I genuinely have barely got anything. Yeah, well, I'm actually until this season. There's some fascinating teams on this little. Like, for the uh, benefit of listeners, I've, I've printed out. Jack's uh, printed out the internet. In, entire basically. history and, and yeah, I mean, there's there's not many particular teams, big big teams of note. But did you know that we played Flixton? Yeah, I remember that. And did you know that we played um, Penrith? I knew of it, but it was before I was born. And have you ever heard of um, <laughs> <laughs> Crook Town? Oh, yeah, that was the 7 0. Oh, yeah, Glenn, oh, yeah, Glenn yeah Kirkwood, I do remember Glenn that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, well, there's some fascinating teams on here, I must say, um, but none of particular note of them. Um, I am sure this was good as opposite, but I can't find it. Oh, that's where you're quite, because you're Googling that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think for like the last. What feels like the last almost 20 years, if not more, Rovers FA Cup progress has generally followed the same pattern in the, unless unless we've gone out of the first hurdle, which has happened itself quite often, yeah. we've generally, we'll beat the team non-league or the division below, then we'll bludgeon our way through a tie with a, with a team that's probably from the same division, possibly the division below, we might have to go to a replay. And then if we, have, if we don't go out to Oldham, which admittedly we've done a lot, we'll generally go out to either a team from the same division, just as the competition gets interesting, or we'll get humped by a quite professional upper championship, lower Premier League team. And that's been the norm for like 20 years. And I must say, 
only when you have the entire history in front of you do you realise how prevalent Oldham Athletic have actually been <laughs> in the last 15 years. The, my last sheet is just, is, I might as well have just put Oldham Athletic and repeat. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is, that is bizarre. Painful. But, but I, I mean, yeah, on that point, I think that when what you're really looking for, or at least what I'm looking for in a, in a cup, is mm. in the first round you might get some some, some lower league opposition yeah. and, on, and, and only one that, that's, that's sort of like a bit of a, a, yeah, a random day out that you're probably never going to do again. And then a local derby, after that, that would be entertaining. If you make that, then you're going to get a Premier League board, and that's that, mm. for me, would fill my boots, and I'd yeah. be happy with that and go home, you know? Although this year's been very entertaining, and I would not change that for the world. I mean, it's weird, though, isn't it? Because it's not even about having, like, a... It isn't just about, like, drawing the Premier League team. You know, if we'd drawn... I don't know, even if, like, you know, I'm in the Championship, but if we'd drawn... Well, I don't know, if we'd drawn Huddersfield, I think it just would have been like, yeah, well, I wouldn't have been particularly bothered. Like, I wouldn't be more excited. I mean, at, at this stage, I'm bothered. At this stage of the cup. Well, if you, if Rovers had drawn Huddersfield in the fifth round? Yeah, I'd still be mad kid. Well, no, you'd be mad kid keen because it's like the fifth round. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, if you're, like, when I was a little lad, and I was like, oh, wow, I'd be amazing to oh, right, yeah, okay. see some superstars. I think that what you're always looking for is like, you want to draw, when it gets to that third round, you want to draw a Premier League team. It needs to feel in some way exotic. So yeah. therefore, if you rove as like a whole Chef Wed, Huddersfield, any of that, yeah. you're not happy. No, yeah. I get you. Or you want to draw somewhere that's going to be an amazing weekend away. Mm. And that's normally not league. Yeah. Like, like the lovely time we had at Western Supermarket. I mean, that was, was a game that never even happened. Like, apart from the game that happened, that was that was, was a nice day. Out. Nice day out. That was a lovely day. Out. That's fish and chips. You did. Uh, you got locked in the ground that I was locked out of. It was a very weird afternoon. Yeah, it was like some kind of weird football thing love story. It was the strangest well, thing when you. <laughs> I was selling the fans in outside, and you got in. You went to buy them randomly. They opened a massive side gate behind me. So you came back from the bar and went, oh, here's your coffee, and passed it out of the ground to me. Yeah. And then a minute later, they nailed this, well, hammered this gate shut, announced over the tunnel that the match was off, and closed the 10 star. So I was just stood outside, really confused, and you were locked in. It was fairly really shocking. Like, it was fairly shocking what happened that day. I mean, you know, I'm not an expert on rolling water or whatever it is that they look for when they decide yeah. whether a game is going to be played or not. But I do remember looking at the pitch and going, I think it's all right. <laughs> I um, mean, I, I trust your view. Over that of a qualified groundsman and off with There was a, there was a thing where Western Superman's mascot is like a seagull, and he was like the seagull was like I presume it was he patriarchy in the fact that the seagull was walking around the ground giving out sweets, like handing out from a bucket of sweets, and then when the game got called off, all the kids started pelting the seagull. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> That was pretty good. That was, that, that was worth the journey. What's a seagull to do, though? I remember it sort of, sort of shrugging, sort of a bit standing all the <laughs> Surely it would use its wings as a as a shield against Oh, that's sword. a good shot, yeah. yeah. Um, on the subject of random, obscure, disappointing away games to non-league teams in the FA Cup, um, I was there the year we didn't even make the first round. Well, well that <laughs> was that. Away at Southport in a replay. Yeah, on on Halloween and it snowed 
uh, on the open terrace at Southport, we lost a terrible game, 1-0, as we always seem to do it. Was Southport. that the year before we had Scunthorpe? Yeah. Yeah. 2000-2001. Because actually... We didn't even make the even, first round. But, well, even when we had Scunthorpe, we were dangerously close to not getting through to the... It was We only beat... I, don't I, know, love I, I love that you try to remember. And, uh, we only, we only be, um, he says, ignore the rustling. Um, no, you did some really good thinking acting then that would be lost on a podcast. We only, a we, yeah, we, we only managed to be Emily 3 2 at home, and that would have. Um, Emily were a good side by then, though. Didn't we play them every year in the Sheffield and yeah, Helen Cup as well? Yeah, Sheffield Cup, yeah. Still think he was going to talk to him. Okay. <laughs> Just check that. <laughs> You're just going to be deaf. No. Silent through all this. Well, it's just irritating me that it's not. I can't find any record of it online because it's. It might not be true. This. I mean, <laughs> no, I can find the game, but it won't tell me who it was. The next. The next thing I'm going to bring on to was, and I realised I might have uh, framed the conversation a little bit because what I had written down was, why do you love the FA Cup? It's quite a leading question. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so feel free to rein it in a bit if you if you want. But what but, I've realised <laughs> what I've realised that there is a big fat red line that goes probably midway up the championship um, yeah. and above it teams don't give a toss and below it teams care quite a bit and um, and you know I think that it's always been a massive deal to anyone below that line because it means so much more you know it it means um, you know that sort of progression, the, fact yeah. that the, the, the dream, the fact that you can go high, the um, and it just added spice. And all, obviously, all always the, the potential that you might draw a big club. I mean, actually, you can take all of that out if you are a big club. So what's that <laughs> to them rather than yeah, uh, fixture yeah. congestion? I like to see the FA Cup a little bit like environmentalists see the giant panda, which is. I think it has very little relevance to today's world, but the, it's being preserved by people who think that the world was made better when it matters. It still matters. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it don't bring you in. Do you like pandas as well? No, I can't stand pandas. Oh, oh. Happy, eh? No, it's horrible. Who don't like, like pandas? <laughs> no, I really love bamboo. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and I hate that they're depleted yeah, they by stocks. They're a pest. They're a pest. Mm. Like they're like green fly, mate. Tell, tell me why. Tell me why they have a cup matters. It's a proper cup where it's one of the few cups remaining where things aren't skewed and weighted towards the big teams any more than they were sixty years ago. So, like, even the league cups brought in seeding to keep bigger teams apart. I think I've dropped that this year. The Champions League and the UEFA Europa League. They have the group stages to preserve the big clubs and to keep them in there. The cup doesn't have that. It, you know, the FA Cup sorry, doesn't have that. It's hard to not go into cliche, but the fact that it is a one-off game gives you a greater chance of progressing. The team doesn't have the safety net of the second leg or five more groups games if they have an embarrassment, if they have a bad day to preserve themselves. So you've got that element. Plus, like ultimately, you're only ever two games away from glory. Whatever stage you come in at. Whether you come, you're one of the 700 teams that come in at the prelimin- extra yeah. preliminary round. If you if you win two games in the cup, you're in an incredible place that is beyond what you is expected of you as a cup. If you in a league, you have to get through 30 games before anything matters. No, there's there's eleven. I don't think anyone would argue that it isn't brilliant in its design. Hmm. I still, I, you know, I look, you know, I don't know if I go outside Walthamstow or whatever. Or, hmm. Like. 
and I would go watch Clapton sometimes and would, would get excited about the, the idea that this like, first qualifying weekend, that, that was really exciting to me. Like, yeah, exactly. I think that is remarkable. I, 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 when I think about the beauty of the FA Cup, it's that point where I see the first game that's played. Yeah. And if you think about where Rovers are now, you yeah. know, we're mid-February and the first game was played. What? August. Oh, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I used to watch England quite a lot, and in the programme, there would often be, like, you know, footage of, like, like games being basically played on pitches that were barely ground, yes. you know, in August. And, like, I love all that stuff. Everything you're saying about the reason why the FA Cup is great is, is true. The problem is, is I just think that in today's world, a lot of the things that are brilliant about it just don't really make sense anymore. But that thing. You know, well, it, depends, it, depends, it depends on which lens you're looking at it through. And I, I made this argument in the editorial of the last, the last fanzine, so I'll make it again. The thing that's, that's lessened the FA Cup's perceived value, it's not like people go, oh, it's because they've scrapped replays or they've introduced this. And that doesn't matter, because like, the fact that there's no replays in this stage, that didn't make me celebrate being old me last. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't... Yeah. I didn't not get as excited at Preston because it was on a Sunday afternoon. Those things didn't didn't matter. It's what it is. It's where we we have allowed the word <coughs> the word priorities to to mean something in football, and it it shouldn't like it, that shouldn't be ever be a reason that's used like it's a game of football. Like the Africa was a game of football. That as a football club, winning games of football is your priority. You can't be allowed to say we don't win that game of football because as a fan, you want your team to win every. Surely, I don't, you never go to you never go a to a match and go. Ah, I can take or leave this game. You get no, to a match no, you to win. win. But, but I think it's part of a mindset of a certain football fan where they would think, "Oh well." I, I mean, to be honest, I even feel like we've said it when we've like gone out of a of a competition. Yeah, you've but I mean, gone, how oh, do you better concentrate on the league? Yeah, but I've, never, I've never meant it. Never once meant it. You must have seen the old checker trade trophy cup and cup game. But I don't. I don't want us to go out of it. I just don't want to attend it because of the things. But I don't. I don't think it's that attitude. It's it's, it's more like meh. That's that's what we're debating, isn't it? It, it, Because that's that's. Yeah, but we've we've. What I'm saying is, for for whatever cup it is, FA Cup, whatever that checker trade is now. We've allowed that to happen by allowing this idea of priorities to exist in football. Like I've even heard, like there was even at the third round stage, there were Rovers fans on the board on like message boards and onto it saying, ah, "For me, the FA Cup isn't a priority," and I, and I can't fathom that as a fan. No, I mean, as a fan, how can you not want your club to win every game? It's like they conversing cliche, don't they? Yeah, if, like... I mean, I could understand if you said like, um, "For me, the FA Cup isn't a priority because I'm a leading human rights lawyer and I've got a really important case tomorrow." Then it's not your priority yeah, to get yeah. it, or it's like I'm the FA Cup isn't a priority because I'm trapped around a well, and right now getting out of this well, like, is a bigger priority for me. Fine, you can't say and mean it. I'd much rather we push for the playoffs than get than get to the next. No, level. I can't. No, but I tell you what, though, right? If we were, if we were sitting in, if we were in the, if we were in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah, and we were sat in like fourth or fifth and there was like a European campaign at yeah. stake I could see myself going oh I love that I'd rather have that than a day I'd want both 
Of course you want both, but this is mainly where I see we're going with this, is that there is a thinking within football now that you have to have a rest more often than maybe you did at a certain point. I, I must say, I look on that point, I look at, for example, Man City definitely have the attitude yeah. that they win everything, right? Yeah. But you look at what they're up against now and you think, oh, blimey, like, that is a lot of games to play, that is a lot to actually but contend but, with. But the place where the extra games have come in isn't the FA Cup, it's the Champions League. It's the stupid extended group stage, which means that the knockout rounds get pushed back further in the year. Yeah, but like but if they, you apply the but, but they never complain about that. Yeah, they but always if complain you, about the FA Cup. Yeah, but you, Do you know what I mean? Like we've we've allowed that to happen and to formulate over time. Yeah. That's the issue for me. Like you've you've allowed this talk of poets to skew. So would you say that every competition should be an uneven kill and every you know, whether it be a check and trade right through to the As a fan, yeah. I don't know, man. I really I want to agree with you because I feel it grows but not. But yeah, <laughs> I, but also I think that you like the FA Cup more than any other trophy. I do. Doesn't mean I. I mean, if Rovers were to to crash out the FA Cup and win the League Cup, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. Um, I love the FA Cup. No, yeah, but I like, do love the FA Cup more than any other trophy. But I want Rovers to win it again. Yeah, but no one's say, not saying that. What they are saying is there's always going to be favouritism. And you know, yeah. we've all got it. But yeah. I'm what, yeah, that's yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is, we've allowed that to be skewed too far to where it's become acceptable for a manager to say, nah, I don't have my points up. Because once you say like that, isn't as a, as a manager says that, the club say that this game isn't my priority. Yeah, but, how, uh, do you, how do you, as fans, you can't get yourself yeah. up for that because you've already been told that your club don't give a shit. So why should you find the energy to go? And that's why you end up with the empty seats at FA Cup games, and that's why you then get the talk of oh, it's losing its magic. There weren't empty seats at Hereford in '72. There wasn't enough seats. Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, I, I do. I do think scheduling has something to do with it as well. Though. Hmm. I do. Like, I do think that like Premier League games happening on the same weekend. Yeah, that is nice. a disgrace. Yeah, I, I do think that attendances have got slightly. I can remember perhaps when what was what was the game? Was it something like Wigan against Bolton and they were both Premier League clubs and mm. there was about four thousand in for a Premier League clash in the FA Cup? Mm. I'm sure it was those two teams and um, I can't pronounce the entire history. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I no, I mean like I, I haven't seen any yeah. noticeable sort of like absenteeism within That's a bit I mean Charlton, second round. Yeah, that was drafty. But it was, was drafty when we had them in the I've league. Always, I've always, yeah, but very drafty in the FA Cup. So we've got this sort of like David vs Goliath weekend that we're all... Yeah, yeah. But actually, how many of those do you get throughout the competition? So when you're a club that goes into the first round and you draw a Conference North side, yeah. you know, that's number one. And that Conference North side then draws a, a, a division, a mm. League 2 side. That's another one. And I just... Actually, just the thought struck me of how many times that occurs throughout the entire competition. And if you take it on the whole, that you don't get that anywhere else in any other competition, that's quite a special thing. And well. they always present to your teams from divisions. Yeah, uh, right from yeah, the start, you'll get David first Goliath exactly. all yeah. the way through, you know, and it happens numerous yeah, yeah. times, and, and that will pack stadiums, yeah. and it's a massive boom. And that's, for the and that's what the FA Cup has over oh, other clubs, uh, yeah, because there's, yeah, yeah. there's more difference down through the ranks. Because like the League Cup, yeah, in the first round it can only ever be like one division difference. Yeah, whereas in the FA could theoretically be a nine division difference in the first time the FA Cup. 
Yeah, but even the, between it's nine potential. and seven, yeah. that's a, that's a, the big game for that club, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was my point about you being only like two games from glory, and yeah. that you're sort of two games away from playing a much bigger team. And what you're about and to do later on is slip me in just at there where I sort of really agree with that. Together, we'll make a really good. I do, play. I do think <laughs> that ultimately it is forever going to be an uphill battle to preserve the effect. Oh yeah, no definitely, I get that completely. I think there's like, there's two I found that in this room, never mind Chevy. Yeah, like I, I found, I found this season like genuinely exciting. Like what I will say is being a fan of a team like Rovers, the likes of Dunkers Rovers, that it is, the FA Cup is a treat because it's like always something different. Mm. I think the appeal of the appeal of like the little the little guy versus the big guy is always is always going to be brilliant. Yeah. Like yeah. In what and everything. Yeah, totally. But I feel like for a long time the FA Cup was it was almost like the people's route to football. Yeah. And there's football everywhere now. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, that is that was now. Yeah. Football used to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the underlying theme of every episode we've done, isn't it? Yeah. We're, we're getting old and football used to be bad. <laughs> Something I want to... We'll sort of start looking ahead towards Sunday's game against Crystal Palace. Fifth round. Which is, which is a nice novelty in itself. James, you're... I realise you're sat... Because you've told me where you're sat in the game. You're sat in the front row. Um, you're a prime position for camera. So I really feel like if you want to get the FA Cup like, to be a memorable thing, yeah, um, you really need to dress as the FA Cup. Basically, forget not even like not even like taking a tinfoil cup, like dress as the FA Cup. Well, it's funny to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I say is keep them peeled. <laughs> uh, I am very excited. I'm a big Wilfred Zaha fan. I think he's everything that's brilliant about football. Everything. Really? Yeah, like he's like he's like my modern, you know, superstar footballer crush. Yeah. And he's I think he's amazing. That's uh, slightly random. Mm. Why is it random? I mean, he wouldn't be my first guess. No, I just I I've always had a big thing about footballers that play like they're playing down cobbled back alley <laughs> with a coke can. And I think that that's I mean, what he is. I mean, I yeah. No, I just I just think he plays football like just how football's supposed to be played. You can uh, sink in like the Warburton's music. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be saying that. Um, that was a surprise. What you, you, surprise. Do you not think this about him? No, I just I don't dislike him. Well, I've, never, you... I've not had a stronger. I don't watch any Premier League football. Do I? So you talk to them now? I'm familiar with him. You know, I kind of love the fact that he's like basically like a one, you know, like a one club man. Apart from the weird, from the bit when he wasn't period where he was sort of in exile, but I mean, Thank I kind of quite like that as well. You know, I like Roy Hodgson a lot. I, I do. Roy Hodgson. That's because you're not an England fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I like Roy Hodgson until he uh, that's why England. I've actually I met him um, when he came still at hotels working in the Newcastle when Liverpool uh, playing Newcastle, and he is literally like he's got a lovely woolly jumper on. He sits by the fire. He drinks red wine and he just want to hug him, you know. Yeah. That sort of man. He's in that category. He's very, he's very nice. He's in that category. I always had a category of people that, I mean, I don't know, I really like my dad, I love my dad. But he's in a category of people that you'd like as like a surrogate dad if the need Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, he's, I, I, Roy Hodgson is very much in that. I always saw him as a 
more of a granddad figure. Yeah. Um, and you're younger, so that makes sense. I'm not <laughs> that much younger. I thought a lot of this until he managed England, and then I thought he was just such like a bit of combative. Really? Yeah, out of step. Yeah, I don't really see Cuddly, Cuddly, Woodhouse no. anymore. Just listen to him speak. It's like watching alien comedy. It's great. It's like having a film on in the background on a Sunday afternoon. So Rovers, yeah, Rovers in the fifth round. The first time in our lifetimes. Even that's, ours, that's, not just yours. That's fine. Um, first time in over 60 years. It's only the fifth time ever that we've reached the fifth round. That's how bad we are in the FA and it's the, it's the first time we've reached the fifth round from the first round. So in all the previous four occasions where Rovers have reached the fifth round, they started in the third. Oh, no. Because it was in the second division in the 1950s. Oh, right. Okay. So this is by far our best in the cup run. But it's not the most games we've played in the FA Cup. So in 1955, we got to the fifth round. So we beat Watford in the third round. Eventually went out to Birmingham City in the fifth round. In between, we played Aston Villa five times. Four replays. Something I would wish, wish my worst enemies. So, I mean, I'd love to see teams cope with that now after what we were saying earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. let's see City do uh, Drew 0 0 against Villa at Bellevue, went to um, Villa Park and drew two apiece, and then they played the third replay at Main Road on a Monday afternoon, drew one apiece. The following Monday, went to Hillsborough and tried again, drew 0 0. And then the day after, I don't even know how you organised this so quickly, but <laughs> the day after they. Um, Stuart Hillsborough, they went and played at the Hawthorns, which you'd think would play in Villa's favour with the crowd, and it didn't the crowd, but Rovers finally won 3-1. There's, there's a guy and from then the by F- the time they played Birmingham the week after, they knackered and lost. There's a guy from the FA Cup standing in the terraces to all those uh, all those games, staring at the penalty spot, thinking, there's something in that. There's <laughs> definitely something in that. You know, on the fifth game, he's thinking, I'm going to take this. It's a way of settling this. I'm going to take this to someone. Yeah, just, I mean, penalty shootouts existed. I think nah, 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 it's stupid. Penalty shootouts existed for like twenty years before they were used in the FA Cup. Well, yeah, I, they were they, they, they existed from like the seventies. It wasn't until like early nineties that the FA Cup used. They kept with it. Well, it's like VAR, players. isn't it? You know, it was a bit experimental. And... Do you know who, uh, who was in the first FA Cup penalty shootout? Uh, Rotherham and Swinfield. So wow. the first time it's ever used, and no one wants a winner. What a, what a <laughs> scenario that is. Irony. But yeah, so it's, it is a massive occasion because it is. You know, it's the chance. Ultimately, it's the chance to. It's the chance to get. It's the chance to pit ourselves against Premier League teams. It's a chance to get in the quarterfinals. It's not unfeasible. A, a realistic chance, I would my add. Well, much more realistic than having Jerome Van City, yeah. for example. Um, I mean, I'm absolutely convinced that we're going to win. Palace are on a top. No, all of it. Oh, right, the top. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been saying it's been our it is our year. Yeah. Uh, ever since the, the second round. Like I said, it's you at Charlton. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a fevered dream of Andy Butler hold, holding the loft. Yeah, thank you. When? <laughs> Shaking your head. I had the dream that um, Rovers were going to beat Oldham 5-3, I think it was. Oh, you told me this. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I, was, I was abroad, so I, I got our Joe to put a bet on it for me. Yeah. Um, on 5-3, you won the win. 5-3. You went all out on 5-3? Well, I'd be silly not to, wouldn't I? I mean, I would well, yeah, I, I you could argue you'd be silly too as well, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, the atmosphere, the last two FA Cup games, has been incredible. I, I and this is, this is part of my loving the FA Cup thing, right? I went to, 
actually this crushes my point a bit, but it went I went to Preston for the third round game, despite being adamant up to three days before that I couldn't afford to go. And then I just thought, sod it. <laughs> and I spent money I didn't have on trade fairs and went to Preston and it is hands down the best decision I've made in twenty in twenty nineteen, if not in twenty eighteen, Um it was a great day. And then the atmosphere of the olden game is the best atmosphere to keep out in a long time. I can't wait to hear what it's going to be like. We can, I mean, we can pretend you're going, Jack. No one needs to know that you haven't got a ticket. <laughs> Shall we wrap this up? Because Jack sounds a little bit like he's going to die. But that'll be good for ratings. So it's a tough call, isn't it? You know, it feels over. Man. There's too much paperwork. That is true. Yeah, so go on then. We'll end it there. Uh, many thanks to all of you for putting yourselves through this. Uh, thanks also to the huge numbers, huge numbers of you, um, all four of you, who kept asking when the next podcast would be. Um, thank you over to Jack and James for, uh, for joining me. Welcome. James is currently still Googling the goal scorer in Huddersfield. So we'll hope to be back again, maybe, possibly, this season, who knows. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out the Fancy website and Twitter for the steady stream of, of Rovers-related nonsense, melancholy match reports in the interim. Um, but for now, fingers crossed for Sunday, and I'll see I could watch I could watch Premiership football every week, but my heart's in Doncaster, so I'm still here, and I'll be still here next season.